just look at your background that's behind you when you're on camera and say, would I have a client sit across from me and take me seriously based on what they see behind me? Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours, strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I have my most amazing guest, Johnny. Johnny, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much, Michelle. It's a pleasure and an honor to be on such a wonderful podcast. Excellent. Well, we are totally going to have fun and a ton of visuals. So peeps, if you don't get all the visuals, you know where to find us and you're going to get a ton of fun here. So Johnny, give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Great. So Johnny Byrne is my name. I'm based on the West Coast of Ireland and I help people to do two things primarily. Number one is to stand out on screen. So I help them set up a simple home or office studio so that they can do that. And number two, I help experts, trainers and entrepreneurs to create online courses so they can have more income and impact and freedom all at the same time. Nice. Love it. So let's back up the bus. But how did you get into all of this? So I've been training in social media, or I was training in social media for many years and uh, just had the rude awakening that uh, I have this joke that being stuck in traffic was what drove me to taking my business online. Um, so I just realized that, you know, I was teaching the same thing over and over and uh, sometimes forgetting was this the group I spoke to yesterday or last week or did I ever even meet this group before um, so yeah I wanted to scale wasn't really excited about hiring a massive team of trainers or even another trainer um, and all that goes with it so yeah I was at a conference in London all the speakers were selling information products and digital products and courses and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I said, yeah, this is the life for me. So I came back from London, launched my first online course uh, called Facebook for Pharmacists because I was still teaching and training in social media. But I learned so much about course creation and studio setup and all that good stuff that I dropped the social media. And I now just focus on helping people to create courses. So yeah, I, I wanted more income impact and freedom for myself. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. Well, that's awesome. So what kind of people do you tend to work with? Who's coming to you for, for that? Yeah. So I use the, uh, anagram stack S T A C K. So speakers, trainers, authors, coaches, and knowledge brokers. It almost has a bit of a Irish poetic poetry whatever to it but yeah so it just helps me remember but primarily trainers and subject matter experts are the the people i tend to attract or try at least to attract nice so what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that speakers are making when they're doing their course creation Sure. Um, they don't launch it before they create it. Um, they lock themselves, I used to say in a dark room, but actually you need a bright room. Um, <laughs> they lock themselves away. They put everything they know into a course and they jump out of the room and say, hey, here it is. Uh, and then wonder why people don't buy it. So, um, yeah, they you should you should sell it and then create it and, and not in a pressurized way, but uh, definitely launch a pilot, 
tell your potential students this is what the course is going to be about uh, this is what it's going to cover in broad strokes have a little bit of content definitely have a fair idea of what you're thinking about putting into the curriculum and then let the students guide you in terms of is it missing some stuff is there too much in it and um, that's kind of one of the things um the other thing is I, I don't think people warm up their audience in advance enough so I highly recommend that people, if they have even an idea for a course, that they would write a, write a 20 to 30 page guide, whether it's $7, $17 or free, and not even necessarily mention the course, but definitely start to build a list and warm people to the idea that as a speaker, you're also an educator, you're also a subject matter expert, and here's a 20 page guide or a 30 page guide um to help grow your list warm your audience invite them to some webinars and then from there tell them about the course nice so when they're writing up this kind of ebook i'm going to call it um mm. what kind of things do they put into it because a lot of the, the speakers that i know tend to go i know all this information but they're they're not exactly kind of um putting it into a format where people go, oh, I get what you're talking about. It's just kind of stream of consciousness. So- Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, it, it needs to be more transformational than informational. Um, so for me, if it's, I've got one called Simple Studio Setup. I've got one called Presentation Transformation. And it's pretty similar to designing a course. You gotta write down what, people will be able to do, feel, see, touch, taste, whatever it is after they read the book. And then you work backwards. So for me, if we take simple studio setup, when people read the 25, 30 pages of that guide, they will be able to set up a simple studio. And what does that entail? Well, they'll know what lights to buy and where to put them. And um, they'll know what microphones to use and what not to use and, you know, how to speak, where to stand or sit, if standing isn't an option, etc. So I know very clear in my mind what they're able to do. And then it's very much instructional after that. I don't go off on a life story of, you know, whatever. And <laughs> um, just, you know, you got to be thinking is what I'm putting into this, getting them towards their destination or not. And if it's not, leave it out. Okay. Uh, it's nice to have a little bit of human interest and a little bit of backstory and a little bit of why it makes sense and why you wrote the book in the first two or three paragraphs, perhaps, and little case studies, if you don't have testimonials, case studies of your own. But otherwise, you know, like we say in course creation, the students, and in, in this case, your ebook readers, want to get to the destination as fast and as safely as possible and everything else looking into the fields and going picking hours while you're driving someone to the airport is not ideal so <laughs> get them there fast safe within the law and, and it's the same approach with creating courses and ebooks in my opinion i love it so when it comes to actually setting up their studio so say we've got it all done we've sold it there's some interest people are in a panic mode because now they have to actually put something together for them. Yeah, <laughs> So sure. what kind of things should they be looking at to, to actually do the content in their studio? Yeah, and it's interesting you should say that because my first course, Facebook for Pharmacists, 22 pharmacists bought it and I hadn't created a single video. 
and I kind of got a bit excited and addicted to the selling. And then, you know, woke up in the middle of the night going, is tomorrow the day I said that this course is going to be ready? I, I didn't leave it that close. So don't, don't leave it. Don't, don't have to cram your videos the night before, like for an exam or something or a test in school. So, uh, yeah, so leave, leave time to, to make some videos and then you can make the next section while they're doing section one. So essentially what people need, um, are a couple of lights, ideally two lights, um, as they say in a flight, one left and one right when they're doing the, the uh, exit doors. Um, and you could turn one up a little bit higher than the other to give a little bit of a cinematic effect, but ideally two lights facing you as opposed to a ring light in your face, lighting up your glasses and so on and so forth. So we try to avoid that. Ideally, the lights would be what we call edge lit LED as opposed to front facing. In other words, if you can see the bulbs, then you shouldn't be using them ideally. Um, so a lot of them look like box lights, but they're LEDs. So one, um, one left and one right, ideally, well, not ideally, the camera must be at eye level. Okay, that's how we make eye contact with our viewers. We need to practice looking down the lens and presuming it's a person or pretending it's a person because that's where the people are. Uh, a decent microphone, um, USB, maybe the ATR2100X at $99 um, or my preferred option is the shotgun because you can't see it even though you can see this one because this is my podcasting mic but typically for making courses the microphone isn't necessarily in view, but if it needs to be because it's what you have and what you can afford or what you're going to use, then so be it. But ideally for courses, it wouldn't be in view. After that, then, you know, reduce echo. Don't sound like you're recording your course in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So reduce echo, cheap and cheerful ways of doing it. A couple of nice Persian rugs. Um, heavy curtains, foam, pads on the walls, um, whatever you can get away with without causing a domestic with your significant other, uh, <laughs> where you actually redesign the sitting room with some stuff. Um, and then, you know, I love my green screen. Um, you know, there's a pull-up one for $150, slide it behind the couch or under the bed when you're not using it. You can have so much fun with the green screen. There is a little bit more setup, but you can immerse yourself in the slides by clicking buttons and doing different things and bringing in lower thirds and bringing in images of your book and so on and so forth for, <laughs> for those who are actually watching the video version of this. Uh, if not, then just look at your background that's behind you when you're on camera and say, would I have a client sit across from me and take me seriously based on what they see behind me? If the answer is no, then you need to tidy it up a little bit. So the shelves with lots of books are a popular option to make us look brainier than we probably might be. Um, or in some cases, people have read them all or at least listened to most of them. So if you're using shelves, keep your shelves straight. You know, otherwise you look like um, the house is, is, is um, sliding off the side of a mountain or something and light up that as well. But ideally, you know, I'm a big fan of the green screen for training because you can have much more flexibility when it comes to things like pattern interrupt where we can avoid death by PowerPoint and actually have a more engaging and immersive experience. And the great thing about having a good setup is you can use it for Facebook Live, webinars, LinkedIn videos, promotional videos, courses, one-to-ones with clients. You can really get a return on your investment for having 
a fairly simple uh, professional studio. I, I love it. And one of the things that I was particularly fascinated with is you seem to have a perfect balance between the kind of the entertainment factor and the content factor when you're talking and even if it's just when you're introducing yourself which i found was awesome and amazing because i find a lot of people go to their their way of learning if they're readers they tend to have a lot of text if they're kinesthetic learners they don't have any text <laughs> like yeah so how do how do you create that that balance is it int intentional i'm assuming or is it just because you have an awesome personality? <laughs> um, I'd like to think I have an awesome personality. I'm going to go with that, whether it's true or not. Um, no, I, I, and I'm glad you brought it up. It's, it's something I picked up years ago. Do not teach how you like to learn because not everybody likes to learn the way you like to learn. So you do need to have audio, the visual. Um, you know, we have a digital whiteboard here so I can do another type of pattern interrupt where they're actually looking at me drawing stuff on a whiteboard. Even if it's on a slide and you draw a circle around what you're talking about on the slide, it just reignites their brain going, something's happening here more than just a PowerPoint slide. So you, you got to do a nice mix for sure. I tend to stand, it extends the diaphragm, it feels more like I'm uh, natural to me as a trainer or a, when I do public speaking, I tend to stand and walk around on the stage. Um, so I try and make it feel like as much offline as possible, even though we are online, because traditionally that's how we went to school and that's how we went to conferences. So I'm trying to replicate that as much as is possible. And yeah, thank you for acknowledging the nice mix. It, it comes with practice and, and picking up that tip. Do not teach how you like to learn. When it comes to, um, <laughs> I just realized I'm saying nice every time you do it because I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> I'm feeding into it. I think that people actually learn a lot through video. Uh, I think that people, you know, people memorize lines to movies, they memorize the lines to songs. They people don't need to be face to face when they're doing something as long as there is kind of the pull that you have with your attention with what you're talking about. How do you do that when you're doing like an hour long training? Sure. So I do project based learning. So I ask them to do something. And I bring in my countdown timer and I can bring in my, <laughs> music. you know, you know, um, and do my Barry, not, not, not Barry. I won't even try and do Barry White again. So, yeah. So <laughs> you, you, you kind of give them an opportunity to make sure that they're, they're taking it in, uh, whether it be a simple exercise similar to in webinars, you know, put in yes, if this is making sense or no, if it's not, or, you know, so you're pretty much regularly checking in to make sure that it's landing with people and asking them open-ended questions and asking them to do exercises and the bit of music and the timer makes it like it means that things don't go completely dead during the live exercise as well and thankfully the feedback i've got like i've done three to four hour live online workshops with on the hour breaks for 10 minutes and a few people have said a lot of people have said actually you know, about 15 minutes to go where we're kind of wrapping up and say, I cannot believe we've been here for three hours, you know? So I, I love to hear that because I'm, I'm making it 
somewhat entertaining with some bad jokes um <laughs> and and Always just pays to have some bad jokes in your yeah it's really it's, it's really pattern interrupt and and then checking in with them that it's making sense because you you cannot always spot the yawn or the somebody that's um completely disengaged but you know depending on the size of the group so yeah it, it comes with practice and a lot of pattern interrupt Love it. Love it. So give us an example of one of your clients, Cinderella stories. Yeah. So, um, what do I see? Um, Debbie Allen, for example, um, you know, had a two day live event, really wanted to up her game based on who she is and how great she is at what she does. And, um, it happened to be on St. Patrick's day, I think was day one or two, I forget which day. And I, I was, uh, I can say this now because it went well, but I was nervous. Uh, and um, of course, it being St. Patrick's Day, and I think Debbie's about seven hours behind. I was out for the evening, um, <laughs> but looking at my phone and WhatsApp, and she just texted me and uh, she said, it's just going awesome. I'm having fun. The audience are having fun. Like she had people from 25, maybe 26 countries um had never used obs the software before had never used a stream deck switch um, and she just you know she just flew um so i was delighted to hear that because i'm in ireland she's in in phoenix arizona um and as i was doing the one-to-one -one coaching i was landing the airplane remotely and she was in the sky and there was lots of dials and different potential things that could go wrong so i was really happy for her that that went well uh, and there's been others since as well that um they they just love um the, the fun and engagement element it brings to what has been quite well, yeah you know we've been thrown into it because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And we stick on a few slides, we share our screen, we ask everybody, can you see my slides? We're up there in a box in the corner. And if you've been 30 years on stage, like some of the, my clients have, it's not a natural uh, environment. So um, I get really excited about how they can get out of the box um, and, and get back to being the big personality and the expert that they are and still deliver it online in, in, in a very close to offline manner. Um, so there, there's a, there's a ton, thankfully. Yeah. Nice. So tell us if those who don't know what OBX is and streamline just kind of yeah, big so, picture, what is it, what does it do? Sorry. Yeah. So OBS is the software, uh, open broadcast, uh, software. Um, it's free for windows and Mac and it just allows you to, um, do that engaging more fancy stuff um, with a switch. So the switch is a stream deck. It's made by Elgato. There are other ones. Uh, I love Elgato. Um, it's not an affiliate or anything like that. It's just they do lights, green screens, microphones. Uh, I'm probably putting their kids through college at this stage with all the Elgato gear I have. It's just it's just good stuff. Um, so the switch combined with the software allows you to uh, move around. So if you want to be in the bottom corner, like right now, 
you know, and you have your finger at the ready, you don't even break eye contact to come back in and check in with people. Is this making sense? Okay, let's continue. And then you can be over the other side if you want. Now, you don't go from back so much that it looks like some weird target <laughs> shooting video game, but um, just enough that when they are beginning to nod off, you just, oh, something different has happened on the screen there. I better pay attention. So um, the software and the hardware, you know, if you've ever watched a movie where within the movie um, there's like the Grammys or whatever and behind the scenes in the movie there's a few people in a big room with a bunch of TVs and there's somebody going you know fade in the music go to camera two zoom in on camera three go to the audience OBS and the stream deck is kind of very similar to that where you're managing with just one camera, even though you see me in this camera and this camera, and for those listening, I'm in a few different spots on the screen. It's one camera. People say to me, Johnny, you must have 20 cameras. And I'm like, but a face like mine, one is more than enough. <laughs> so, you know, you just, it just allows you with the free software to, and the switch to um, effortlessly move yourself around. In fact, they've just brought out a foot pedal so you could have your hands in the air being all animated and in your socks then you could be, well, don't lean over and back that dramatically, <laughs> but you could be changing scenes which are with your feet. Um, so they have that option as well. And it's only about $80, $90 and there's three pedals on it as well. Um, so that's that's how that works. Nice, I love it. And it it brings an element of sophistication to a talk because you're doing those things. I mean, it's like watching American sports versus anywhere else on the planet almost when they go and talk to the news announcers and there's all this stuff flying and going <laughs> just kind of keeps brings up that level of entertainment so that we're engaged, even though clearly, you know, sports fanatics really don't need a whole lot more um, sure. to get yeah. them excited about it, but. It works. Yeah, and, and even like OBS is free and it's a great place to start. And then you've got vMix for Windows or Ecamm for Mac and you can take things to a whole new level. So I'm on vMix right now, but even some of the things I'm doing right now are for you can do it with uh, OBS. But it definitely brings, you know, I'm, I'm not all for using it for the sake of using it and bells and whistles for the sake of bells and whistles. I'm genuinely using it as a training tool for pattern interrupt, which is a well-known technique in even in training and public speaking where, you know, we, we raise our voice for whatever reason, and then we have a big pregnant, you know, there's a whole lot of different techniques for pattern interrupt. And that's what I'm using it for. There's so much more you could use it for that would just start to move into distracting from the content. Um, so there's a nice balance to be struck there, but yeah, th th the feedback has been exactly that. This is very professional. This is very slick. I didn't invent it. I'm just showing people how to use it. Um, and that's, that's been the feedback, you know, and I guess if you've got a position in the market, you need to be up with the times. I mean, there's a perception that, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people have been on so many webinars now that they have seen what really good looks like. And then when they go to somebody else's, that's not so good. They associate the the production with the actual product, uh, rightly or wrongly. And it could be a great course, but it doesn't look like it could be a great course based on how the, you know, as I say, 
you know, people are showing up like they're in a witness protection program because you can barely hear them. And it's just a silhouette because the lighting is so bad. And I'm like, no, please turn on a light or two. Let us see you. Awesome. So are you teaching people how to intentionally put pattern interrupts into their programs to get people's attention functionally and like all of that combined in your training? Yeah, so the it's the hardware, which is simple studio setup. The other program then is presentation transformation, which is the pattern interrupt. So it, it combines a little bit of confidence on camera. It definitely combines pattern interrupt, whether you're training, creating courses, uh, delivering a webinar, um, even working with a client. You know, if you're going to be sitting down with a client for 90 minutes, um, you know, now that's more personal one-on-one, -on -one, but it, even then it's nice to be able to switch over to the whiteboard and, and you know, like we mentioned with their different um, mediums for and disciplines for learning, um, it can be nice, it'd be nice and a breath of fresh air for them within 90 minutes to see a different modality while you're working with them as well. Because they, they may be quite visual and you're just, you're just there kind of, as I am doing now, rambling on and I know, but you know, you, you so staring it, at them. <laughs> yeah, it, it works across the board. And then um, I've got the larger teleprompter with a 10 inch monitor so I can see you and look at the camera at the same time to maintain the ever important eye contact. Love it. Love it. So what are the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having that they're thinking, oh my God, Johnny, I need you so badly. Um, yeah, so they're they're continuing to to use Zoom with PowerPoint when they're sharing their slides. Uh, they have to grab the mouse and go, oh, hold on now, what do I share my slides? Can you see my slides? Okay, let's go. And then they have to do that rigmarole every time they want to come in and out. And they're up in the corner, they're boxed off. Um, I know you can kind of split the screen and give people instructions and stuff like that. So that's kind of where they're struggling. Um, they're looking down into the camera of a laptop. Uh, so they're not making eye contact like you and I are right now, um, which is which is good, but they're not doing that. Um, so and they, they probably think it's expensive and complicated. And one of the reasons I call it simple studio setup is because it can be so simple. I do take the mystery out of it. I don't want people to be thinking, oh, it's easy for you to say you do it every day. Um, it, I'm not saying it's easy necessarily, but it's a lot easier and less expensive than people think. They think green screens for Hollywood and there's no way I would get it right or whatever. So, um, you know, it, it's not it's not near as expensive as you might think. You can spend as much as you want on any technology, and it's definitely not as uh, as complicated as as uh, it looks. Nice, love it. Well, and it and it does have <laughs> it. It looks sophisticated. Let's put it that way. Um, so, and then everything that they associate with that, you know, as soon as if something looks good, it looks high production. Oh, it must be expensive. So, I totally get that. Sure. Yeah, it's like when you see. Superman for the first time or or some you know amazing movie when they started to use green screens and then you see how it's actually done you go hmm oh. you know he's on a string and a and a big piece of cloth yeah I mean you know there's more advanced ways of doing it but 
it is supposed to look from my perspective it is supposed to look slick and professional and i wouldn't say complicated but but definitely um that that there's a certain amount of setup in it for sure but like if i hit this button you can see me behind the green screen i can roll it up Ta-da! <laughs> sorry for those who are just listening you gotta tune in for the video to see that bit of magic <laughs> they got the audio um, <laughs> yeah they got the audio sorry about that it is noise i want to get an electric one a motorized one because i've got um alexa connected here to turn on the lights and then um actually said her name now she could do something but so, yeah so I, I i and i hope that you know the screen could fall out of the ceiling someday and they go wow there's an earthquake in ireland my god global warming is a thing so um yeah so uh it, it's not it's not complicated but with the right direction and the right shopping list it's not it's it. not complicated so i know our listeners are going to want more from you how do they start their journey with you yeah, so if they go to johnnyburn.com, it looks like Bernie or it doesn't look like burn anyway for most people. <laughs> it's B-E-I-R-N-E, but it's pronounced B-U-R-N. Um, so johnnyburn.com and they can book a free conversation um, okay. where we can just chat about what's possible, what their needs might be. If they want to take it a step further, that's fine too. But just to take the mystery out of it for them in that 15, 20 minutes, um of what's possible uh i can give them the equipment list we can go down through the items on the list that i think they should buy if we could also look at what they have already of course i'm all for using what you have and then going from there rather than just throwing stuff out because it's not what i have i mean a light is a light there are better ones than others but just to get going you know go and take the bedside lamp and again not don't want to cause any domestics here with significant others but so that's what we do on that call. It's just a, a no obligation conversation, you know, and uh, just to, I, I love chatting about it. Getting me to stop is is the challenge, as you probably noticed. <laughs> love it. Awesome. So peeps, go to johnnyburton.com and book your conversation. Absolutely. So, Johnny, I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Um, I suppose I, I never really conformed. Um, I was pretty good at school, but yet always was always looking outside um, the box, I guess, pardon the cliche. But even in my first couple of jobs, I was doing like I learned how to code, code HTML in my first job, even though I was in a quality management department. And um, so I kind of back I knew back in 96 that there was something to this Internet things. So I was always curious, uh, I guess. And, um, you know, fulfilling somebody else's dreams wasn't my dream. And uh, I guess the only way to do that is give it a go on your own as an entrepreneur. And yeah, thankfully, I haven't looked back. Love it. And so in your entrepreneurial journey, can you give us an example of one of the mistakes that you might have made that you can laugh at now? Oh, so many, so many. Thankfully, I can laugh. I cry at some of them and la laugh at most of them. Tears of joy. Um, I suppose um, I didn't do enough um, sales and, and marketing and uh, lead generation. Um, so when I was training and teaching social media, there was very few in Ireland at it. I kind of had 
almost or a good part of the country to myself, so to speak. There were a few others. So between us, we were in high demand with good rates and it was it was turning down stuff as opposed to going looking for it. Um, but very quickly, of course, lots of people became social media experts and suddenly the phone wasn't ringing as much and I was kind of resting on my laurels, so to speak, and, you know, the relying on, on word of mouth, um, which is a crazy strategy in business because you don't know when those mouths are going to shut or saying something else. So you, we've no direct control over it. So I should have been growing my positioning, maybe written a book sooner or whatever. And, and um, therefore, when other people became experts overnight, they still ideally would have hired me for the most part. So um, that would be one thing for sure. And and having systems as well, you know, systems give us freedom. People think systems are very um, almost military or confining. Um, but when you know what you need to do each day and ideally what time you're going to do it at um, and you have systems in place and even getting a little bit of support um i know now like virtual assistants and things like that are pretty much the norm i think some people just hire one just so they can say they have one um so those there's a lot of modern well it's not it's there's a lot of best practice now that's been running for years there was none of that 15 20 years ago but definitely do not rely on word of mouth you know continue to grow your positioning and your brand continue to network join masterminds, have a podcast, or at least be interviewed on podcasts, write a book, or at least a guide. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think that's, there are, there are things I'm doing now and have been doing for a number of years that I'd like to think I should have been doing them sooner, but we are where we are. We are indeed. And I know that the Irish can, you know, laugh at a lot of things even death mm -hmm. and warning of a business but that's not very funny <laughs> just saying yeah. you gotta have a better example of something funny than that one um that i can laugh uh, oh yeah okay um not nothing nobody's ever asked you that before ever have they? no i don't think so i, I <laughs> That's okay. Oh, good. I, I suppose I, I laugh at all sorts of things, but um, I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess in the business, it's just more not not regret. I mean, no falling the, off of stages. No, you know, I uh, know uh, falling off of stage. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it's pretty hard to do when you're standing up in front of your own microphone. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I do speak. <laughs> oh, I, I pre-COVID, I used to speak on on many stages yeah i'm trying to think of some things I, I'm, I'm sure there there <laughs> as are as soon as the uh, recording goes off you're going to think of 500 of them i know yeah it, i wake it? up in the middle and i go hey <laughs> that one, that one. <laughs> we'll go yeah, record that and we'll one. go and stuff it in later it's all good yeah all we'll good. we'll we'll do the we'll 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 cut it in with with the cut in the audio um yeah i suppose i probably drifted into some serious stuff there that i should have done rather than what i can which was your question, what I can look back and laugh at. Um, nothing, sorry, nothing is really... Um, <laughs> All good. I'm, I'm, I'm sure other people laughed um, <laughs> at stuff I've done in business over the years, but um, yeah. 
All good, baby. All good. You have been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. Any last Thank words you. for our peeps? Yeah. Um, look at if you're if you're on that journey of entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, it's it's enjoy it. Um, there'll be lots of uh, challenges along the way, and even when you get to the next level, as they say, next level, next devil. So. Um, but it is fun. So you can fulfill your own dreams as opposed to somebody else's and uh, enjoy it is, is what I would say. Love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show. And if you're looking to scale and automate your business, reach out to me at Michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.